0: Thank you for choosing Tox News. Your only source to a bumbling idiot with allergies. That's me, your host, the Wacko Weirdo, Rebel Scum, Jedi Hero. The date is June 18th, 2021, let the record show. And we begin with the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to liberty and justice for all all right so um no militia watch update this episode i've covered all of them for this week so check out the previous episodes only video segments and a bit of allergies so um been getting over a little bit of a sickness i did that now i'm struggling through these allergies a little bit of sniffles and sneezing and i'll try to keep it outside of the the recording but we'll see how that goes All right, so where do we begin? Where is it that we're beginning? There is a lot of outrage coming from the right wing, mostly the inconsistent Charlie Kirk talking about Juneteenth becoming a federal holiday. And they're mad. They're seething at this idea. And um, when Trump produced this idea of making Juneteenth a federal holiday back in 2018, Charlie Kirk was all for it. But now that they're doing it and Trump has nothing to do with it, Charlie Kirk seems to have a problem with it. We're not going to cover Charlie Kirk's opinion, though, um, because it's, extre- it's a tweet and it's extremely dumb. Uh, but instead, we're going to get into Bin
1: Chaperones. So let's see here. Juneteenth is going to be a federal holiday for reasons teachers won't be allowed to explain to their students out of fear of critical race theory backlash. Um, actually, celebrating Juneteenth is precisely counter to critical race theory and the people pushing it have nothing but malignant intentions for what comes next year. Meanwhile, controversy breaking out, oddly enough, mainly from the left over Juneteenth. So yesterday, Congress adopted pretty much unanimously, there are a few people who voted against it, to make Juneteenth a national federal holiday. Now Juneteenth is the date in which slaves in Texas were finally informed about the Emancipation Proclamation. And it happened like two years after the Emancipation Proclamation. And so it's been celebrated in black communities around the United States as sort of the marking the end, the date marking the end of slavery for decades, truly decades. And so now it's been made a federal holiday. And as I said yesterday on the program, not only do I not have a problem with this, I think that it's quite good that we have a federal holiday marking the end of slavery because that was a signal moment in America's history. It seems to me that we should
0: and also because why not if we're so like adamant about freedom if freedom is the peak of american idealism why not celebrate the day that we freed all of the slaves in america why is it even a partisan issue whatsoever is something that's just far beyond my grasp of understanding
1: absolutely celebrate the end of slavery, whether that, whether that should be on Juneteenth or whether that should be upon the ratification of the 13th and 14th amendments to the United States Constitution. the See, and then that's where critical race theory could come
0: in a little bit and be like, well, you know, moving the Juneteenth holiday to what Ben Shapiro is now thinking what should be the Juneteenth holiday uh, when it was rectified as law that slavery is illegal it's it's an odd way of still propagating white supremacy because the the whites finally came to the realization that slavery is wrong, and so we should pat them on the back for that um it's it's a it's a weird way of looking at it because we had to the United States had to kill each other in order to settle this dispute um while you know Freeing slaves is something to be proud of. Um, I'm not sure that our way of going about it and also the way that the South really holds to their heritage is um, really healthy for how we've been dealing with the aftermath of the Civil War and the freeing of slaves. So I find this very interesting that for some reason, Ben Shapiro would be okay with it being uh, the date that the 13th and 14th Amendment were rectified, which has like a little odd uh homage to white supremacy to me just because like the white man is still um phenomenal because uh they saw the error of their ways in slavery
1: the revivification of the promises of the declaration of independence under the auspices of the lincoln administration and the end of slavery and the establishment of equality before law at least in at least in the constitution and then gradually effectuated over time so that now there is full equality before law in the United States. And if you don't believe that, you should read some of the laws of the United States sometime. That is well worth something. I mean,
0: yeah. the thing is, though, is that like there wasn't equality of law um, after, you know, slaves were freed. There was still Jim Crow. Like it was, it was the immediate backlash. Like the South during the Reconstruction era was still extremely racist and still um, segregationist to the point where like whites and blacks couldn't um, mix in you know public places. And then on top of the fact that like the immediate aftermath of the Civil War was the KKK, a um, you know organization of the South maintaining white power and the birth of the nation. The first film uh ever created by the united states um held the kkk in a light of white protection heroism and that was then aired or uh uh, presented as the first film ever shown at the white house by woodrow wilson in like 1912s or somewhere around there i can't really remember um so uh there's there wasn't equality after the 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 slaves were freed even so much so like how can you make that argument when the civil rights act literally a hundred years ago had to be enacted to ensure that african-americans um were not discriminated against when it came to getting employed so weird uh it's it's weird because he says if you read our founding documents you will see there is equal rights uh, due to the language. But, you know, that's convenient framing just because the the language in our uh, documents as the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution um, use a very, you know, vague language. Even when I read We the People, I still like interpret what does the people mean do they mean the people who wrote the constitution do they mean the entirety of the united states do they also include the slaves in that who were considered three-fifths people at the time of the rectifying of the constitution it's it's uh yeah he's uh being weird i would say that's a weird take um and it's the american exceptionalism that you take it on face value because america says one thing then it must be the
1: ideal that we've achieved um, not necessarily true. Celebrating That is a very good thing. Now, what the left was saying is that they want Juneteenth to be made a federal law so that we can basically club Americans by saying that if they don't now agree with our racial agenda, then it's because they don't understand the legacy of Juneteenth. The legacy of Juneteenth is racial progress, right? It is literally marking racial progress in the United States. And there's been a lot more racial progress as it turns out between 1865 and 2021. Okay, so it's- Yeah,
0: which still, like it ha- like, the fact that it has to be uh, progressed over nearly 150 years. Not really that, you know. That's not a flex. That's not a flex that you want to take.
1: That's a weird brag, dude. Seems that that should be a date that, you know, frankly, everybody should celebrate, right? I mean, that is a very, very good thing that slavery ended in the United States. This is undisputed. And, but the left is is using this as an excuse, as they always do. Everything is an excuse to push for more, always. So you have a person named Asteed Herndon, okay, at Asteed Wesley. On Twitter. He's a national political reporter based in New York for the New York Times. He's a reporter.
0: And then apparently, now too, he's also the CEO of leftism. So, whatever this guy, whatever his tweet says, is going to blanket statement and represent everybody who is within the leftist uh, ideology. Whether you're an anarchist or a democratic socialist, apparently, this man on Twitter
1: is about to represent you. Reporter, not an opinion guy. And he is very upset. That Juneteenth became a national holiday yesterday, again voted nearly unanimously, unanimously in the Senate, with like total support from everyone. He says that what's what's truly amazing is that many of the same people who are voting to make Juneteenth a national holiday also oppose critical race theory. And critical race theory is not Juneteenth. Critical race theory is the belief that all of America's institutions are irrevocably intertwined with racism and they are shot
0: no um but it does bring into question whether or not they are because white supremacy has been an ideology in this country and it still finds its way in like militia groups such as three percenters oath keepers and the many uh that have been around since like uh 1865 so um you know acknowledging white supremacy is the first step in critical race theory that it does exist then at least by acknowledging that it exists you can then analyze policies laws um and the you know the, the the system and its institutions and whether or not it's being used to maintain the um system of white supremacy so it's not just like oh white supremacy is a thing and it's everywhere so united states bad That's that's um, that's caveman uh, Neanderthal thinking. It's it's a little bit more critical thinking than um, that, because you have to specifically justify why white supremacy um, is, I would say, propagated through certain uh, policies or institutions. You have to justify it. Um, And that that comes with like any. Uh, argument or analyzation that you would make. You have to justify. But of course, conservatives don't understand critical race theory whatsoever, and yet they still pretend that they do so that they can give you these definitions that aren't what critical race theory is. But it's enough for you to oppose it.
1: ...through with racism, that they are so poisoned at the root that all of the branches are just fruit of the poisonous tree. That is the basic idea of critical race theory, that whiteness is a, is present in everything that racism is a normal state of the world, that people don't even acknowledge their own racism, and that people benefit from that racism. Okay, and and that kids are supposed to be taught this. Now here's the reality. So, so what did this guy tweet out? What did this? Kids are supposed to be
0: taught the historical context to better understand critical race theory. Um, I'm I, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse just because I have multiple episodes of me talking about uh, conservative pundits and people who talk. Uh, and influence conservative thought uh, don't understand CRT whatsoever. So I'm, I'm really not going to keep going over this. I'm just going to flat out tell you that his understanding of critical race theory is wrong. And it behoo- behooves him and those he uh, mingles with to maintain the status quo of the subtle white supremacy that we have today because that cycle of oppression keeps Americans fighting on a working class level. We can't agree with each other if we think everybody's racist or that everybody's anti-racist against people who aren't necessarily racist. If we are constantly fighting on those lines, then We won't unify uh on a class solidarity level. Um but on top of it too, there's still a benefit for um, you know, white people uh through the chain link of history. So uh it's fair to use CRT historically to analyze our policies and our institutions and whether or not they've practiced in protecting white supremacy. Um But that's that's all I'm going to give you. I'm really tired of trying to defend CRT. Uh, around arguments of people who just fundamentally choose not to understand
1: critical race theory. This reporter, this national political reporter, S.D. Herndon, tweet out for the New York Times, quote, it's kinda amazing. Juneteenth is gonna be a federal holiday for reasons teachers won't be allowed to explain to their students out of fear of critical race theory backlash. Um, what? I'm pretty sure Americans know about slavery. Turns out that we were all, literally all of us, taught about slavery in school from the time we were children. We are all very much aware of slavery, and that's why Juneteenth is a national holiday to end slavery.
0: But it wasn't a national holiday until a couple of days ago, buddy boy. And then also too, even our understanding of, you know, uh, slavery is a little bit skewed because we were taught that slavery was a thing. And then we fought about it and a lot of people died and then racism was over. And then we just take a break. We take a break from the progression of racism in the United States until we reach the 1960s when the civil rights movement gets gets going. So I I really don't want to hear this argument because our view on racism at like a public school educational level is very myopic. And it's also like status quo. It's only there to serve the interests of the nation for you to know what they want you to know about slavery. So it's not a very sound argument, especially since CRT definitely gets more in depth and critical thinking and analyzation of our policies, history and institutions.
1: Notice how the left conflates all the issues, right? All the issues are the same, always and forever. All of them. And if you, if you apparently, quote-unquote, give the left an inch, and I don't think this is giving the left an inch. I don't think it's giving them anything, frankly, to celebrate the end of slavery. Again, I think that's a pretty unifying thing. But if you give them what they perceive to be an inch, they then proceed to try and take it for a mile.
0: So then what's the inch here? Because if you don't see an inch going on, why are you even using this, uh, this analogy?
1: And that mile is indoctrinating your children in the idea that America's institutions are irrevocably racist, which, by the way, is the precise reverse of what Juneteenth is. Juneteenth is a recognition that America's institutions changed and morphed and molded and adapted.
0: After having to fight a civil war, people had to die in order for people to be free. Like, that's, that's an insane level of oppression and hierarchy that is completely unjustified. And to say that the institutions are absolved because they, you know, turned 180 uh, on that one issue while also still allowing Jim Crow segregation, um, i you know, eh, eh. It's, it's not a very sound argument. Like, that, that's the, the exact public school education that you get. Our institutions, uh, while also helped everyone get slaves, then realized slavery was wrong, and so then they freed the slaves. Therefore, our institutions are sound and just, and everybody should forget about it until we get to the 1960s, and then we'll start talking about it again. Um, yeah, no. That's Again, this is just, uh, like, really smooth brain thinking going on.
1: In order to be less racist, right? The, the reality is the constitutional provisions for amendment were utilized in order to end slavery in the United States. The reality is that it was America's legal process that was. Ch- but
0: even in the language, specifically to its like to the Thirteenth Amendment, is that it's, it it exempts uh, slavery from prisons. So we didn't even necessarily end uh, slavery; we just kind of. Ch- Changed who could like the requirements of who could be slaves, and it was easy for them to choose the people who lose all of their rights. And it's the prisoners. Um, so, and if you you know use uh, critical race theory to analyze a lot of the uh, policies that followed the freeing of slaves and the people that we've focused on arresting, um, the the population is still predominantly black. So we keep a very uh, large black community in slavery still to this day, um, but we justify it with a prison sentence because they committed a crime. So, um, yeah, that's where we're at right now. You can't say the nation is over anything.
1: Change by the law under the systems and institutions of the United States in order to effectuate the end of legalized racism in the United States. So actually, celebrating Juneteenth is precisely counter to critical race theory, which suggests, I mean, Derrick Bell openly suggested this, That racism in the United States has gotten worse, not better. Juneteenth is a precise rebuke and rebuttal of that idea. But the media have decided that... I
0: mean, it's gotten significantly worse since 2017, since, you know, Charleston, uh, since like a bunch of white supremacists decided to come out and scream, Jews will not replace us, blood and soil. And then our president proceeded to say that there were fine people on that side. So, um, you know, the the white pride movement has gotten a lot more proud recently, especially since, too, there's a lot of Trump re- loyalists in their party. Marjorie Green Taylor also having ties to militia groups. Lauren Boebert having ties to militia groups. So um, they're feeling a lot more comfortable And that's mainly because of what the GOP decided to do in 2016. And I mean, not even just 2016, because this whole culture war bullshit is what's really dividing the citizenry more than it's dividing any of our politicians. But um, this culture war bullshit started probably closer to 2012. um, And we've been dealing with the aftermaths of that. So as 2012 began, the white pride movement has kind of been moving towards in, in its natural progression of trying to implement its white ethno state, um, depending on who you talk to and which militia group. Um, but this is something that like has really even been morphing since the 1970s. So I, like there's so much history in white supremacy and at what levels it's at right now. Um, We're we're having the smoothest brain conversation right now so that conservatives can stay dumbed down and not critically think of their system or institutions and, you know, apply a bit of skepticism when it's not just Democrats, you know?
1: Basically, you have to accept if you are racially sensitive, you have to accept that America is a more racist place, a more terrible place, and you have to allow the indoctrination of your children in this particular idea. That is, of course, absolute stupidity. There's a reason I why mean,
0: Ben Shapiro's arguing that we indoctrinate our children, that there's like no race, um, you know, tension at all in this country. Um, and that's not a fair uh, outlook or overview at all, either. That's uh, propaganda, especially that one benefits the United States more because the less you're aware of race relations in the United States, the less you are to act in an informed way. Oh, boy. Man, I really hate that, like, we're doing this 1950s kind of push against, you know, education. That's
1: wonderful. Either it's a backlash, and that backlash is going to be extremely strong. I am perfectly willing, and so is every other American I know, to hear about the flaws of the United States. What I'm not willing to hear is that the United States is at root, a racist, horrifying country, and our institutions are bad. I mean, the wonderful
0: thing is, is that, like, he keeps conflating that if we tear down institutions that have shown signs of white supremacy or racism within them then we're destroying the fabric of america and like, to me, that just sounds like if you destroy racism, you destroy America. And then one plus one equals racist America. America is racist, just by his logic. Just because he says that these the, uh, the, the systems and the understanding of them are tied to the fabric of it. And the backlash is gonna come from people who are just tired of wokeness and not necessarily the people who are racist and tired of having to hide themselves. It's, it's weird. It's really weird it's an odd way to cover for your white supremacist uh, white supremacist audience i'm not sure how big ben shapiro's white supremacist uh audience is because white supremacists still um, hold a lot of anti-semitic beliefs but maybe there's some out there that are willing to bring ben shapiro into the fold
1: that is not true it's a patent and absurd lie on its face and the people pushing it have nothing but malignant intentions for what comes next year
0: so the thing is, is, let me just lay out my leftist view is that I think the bones of America, the foundation and like the constitution with even with its flaws still has like a very good outline of a way to set up a representative democracy. I think just at this point and it 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 happened so long ago. It's just been corrupted in almost every institution including um all of our checks and balances at, you know, Washington DC whether it's the justice the the House and Congress or uh, the executive branch, the judicial, the legislative or the executive. All of them exist for the own sake of their existence, and they are there to ensure the ma- maintenance of whatever system we have right now. Um, so, you know, while I do think that there's good bones here to do the right thing, I think we have the wrong leaders. Um, most of them are in the in the Republican Party because I feel they're very regressive. Uh, the Democrat Party is very uh, stagnant and doesn't do enough to actually alleviate the, the woes and struggles of the working class. And so we see the income inequality increase uh, rapidly, even under uh, Democrat leadership. So. I, I think we just have the wrong leaders for the the, the for for the right system. Um, the right system still, though, I think would eventually want to abandon capitalism or at least the profit motive, move into socialism, and ensure that uh, humans necessities are you know basic needs are met but that's that's a totally different discussion i don't think everything about america is evil and must be dismantled but i do think everything has to be hold into court and kind of justify itself and maybe even restructured possibly abolished uh, depending on how unjustified it is in order to really reform and progress this country without having to shed anybody's blood. Um, because it seems like whenever we have oppressors versus the oppressed, the oppressors tend to use violence to maintain their power. All right. All right. So that was fun. Um, now we're going to move on to Crowder. Crowder is going to, uh, give us a rundown on this other thing that went viral. Um, I'm having a hard time loading it. Let me see here Huh Allowing crime based on race what actual privilege looks like and this is coming from Crowder (laughs) Um, Let's get it. Oh Nice, it's still loading. Let's not get it then and let's just wait for it to load. Welcome to the twilight zone where everything buffers. Oh, it is buffering the fuck! This laptop from 2011. Oh, it is just it is struggle bussing. I tell you what, this this is probably. All right, probably... here's something
2: else that I want to talk. While we're going, let's we go are. across the pond back to here. Oh, oh. here.
0: Oh, nice! America yeah, first, from, or today
2: second, because we talked about yeah. Russia first. Um, <laughs> this is—I I need to warn you—if you have uh, children here, I want—I want to sort of look at the the macro a little bit. There have been a lot of crimes that people have not covered. For example, uh, yeah. well, there was one. Where they, was there was another one that we don't even have in the show today? Was it Alabama or Louisiana where it was racially motivated, where the guy oh,
3: yeah, was, shot? Uh, I think it was a black guy that was. Uh, well, of course, after white guys,
2: it was racially motivated yes. in that case. But that's why you didn't hear about it. Yeah um and we are seeing more crime we're seeing crime spike across the country but i think what people don't what people are missing here is we've had ebbs you know, things ebb and flow yeah right with crime right yeah. but there is a notable spike here and there's a notable pattern of behavior and it really is right now we have a culture where there's a complete lack of accountability where criminals feel that they can commit what were once relatively serious crimes Without any consequences yeah. compared to you know Russia, where you're in a punk band and you never see the light of day again. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, they were
2: basically told that they can do these things. Yes, by the government. Yeah. So uh, before we get to Walgreens, which everyone was
0: talking about, this happened. Uh, nobody was told by the government to commit crimes, um, but the thing I want to highlight here, as you know, income inequality rises and the amount of people dropping below the poverty line also increases. We're going to see an increase in crime uh it's 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 really basic knowledge to know that that the more uh poor people you have uh struggling to meet their basic necessities the more crime you're going to have um that's that's really basic knowledge
2: happened uh, monday but I don't think the footage was really out there until yesterday. Um, I'm warning you guys, this, this man uh, gets shot, a security guard, but he lives, you don't see him get shot in the video, but you do see the lead up. So mm. I still, if you have children around, I, I wouldn't have them watch this. Uh, Lennox Mall in Atlanta.
0: I wouldn't have children watch Crowder at all. <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs>
2: and I guess it used to be one of the, the, the better malls. Oh. Shot in the chest, uh, mm. point blank. <laughs> the story says they were demanding his Apple store card. I
4: think you have to call.
2: And uh, that is a rotund lady with a firearm, according to the police report. Call the police. Call the police. For people listening, it's very clear the security guard does not want to get violent. He's trying to avoid confrontation. Two people cornering him with a firearm.
0: It's very likely, too, that that, you know, security guard doesn't even have a gun.
2: He's backing up. And finally, you don't see it, but... Yeah, that's what happens. Uh, the man, no, he lived. No. Good. He's still alive, yeah. from what I understand. Hey, can I, can I say at this point, can I say, uh... Can I say overweight hood rat bitch when she shoots someone with a gun who is innocently yeah. trying to be nonviolent? Can
0: I call- You can, but do you have to?
2: Call that woman a bitch? I just want to make sure that's not a violation of YouTube guidelines. It's a question. Calling someone, hey,
0: can we say that that woman, at least can I say she's acting bitchy? Uh that you can but again do you have to does does the judgment of her character have to leave your brain for the rest of us to understand that's yeah. ish blowing a better. hole through
2: a man's chest cavity yeah who didn't deserve any of it by the way and this is not an isolated incident um this happened by the way atlanta zone Two. So I looked up some police stats from there, uh, murders have increased 17% since last year, Jeez. shootings wow. 26%, but here's the kicker, they, they increased from 2019 to 2020, 133% murders, Ooh. and shootings
0: 164%. 2020 was a very hard year, um, but of course we're going to correlate it with the uh, Black Lives Matter protests, and then that must be the cause. But uh, correlation is not causation, and most of the time, most correlating uh, factors to an increase in crime is also an increase in poverty. So
2: total, you're looking at about 150 and uh, 180-something, respectively, since the riots have started. Yeah, that's what I was about to say.
3: 2020 was horrible for most places. I can't believe they are outdoing that now. Really? Really? I, no, it's I can't because going, I thought yeah. 2020 would be the worst. Oh, my gosh. It's like a pinball machine. They're trying to hit the high score. I know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I like how things get worse than they have been in a long time, and that's supposed to be the bottom. Like, I don't think you guys really understand history to be like that was the worst that we could possibly do. So that's, that's very strange, especially since, like, economists – Maybe not the capitalist ones, but a lot of economists have been saying that capitalism is on the decline in America, or at least America is in its decline. So it's kind of weird to assume that 2020 would be the bottom of the barrel already, and not just the precursor to what's really at the bottom.
5: Well, it's almost like they got away with stuff for so long they just kept doing it because it actually ah. has nothing to do with the cause. Dave, yeah. <laughs> that's logical, stop it. And it's you, almost Dave. as though there are no consequences. Yeah. Hey, it's weird you, when you, you know. take away consequences <laughs> <ones> from shitty <laughs> people. <laughs>
2: you know what I see there, though? Two things, that might, two things that might solve that problem. Actually, you know what? Maybe three. We need to first, obviously, fix systemic discrimination. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two more gun control, and three, send in a social worker. You wanna send in people who can do less than the guy who was just shot
0: what's amazing is like all of that was mischaracterized like it's it's wonderful what does systemic discrimination have to do with this situation i would like him to expand on that more gun control that actually makes sense in this circumstance because you have to be curious as to how the individual got her gun and whether it was a legal situation or if they had gone through maybe some loopholes who knows the gun control is honestly a good worthy debate in this certain situation because it was a gun violent uh act um but the last one the last one ah ah man i i don't even know how to address it i'm 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 actually not going to that's um yeah everything was mischaracterized um there's not a lot of solutions to stop uh one gunshot violent act they happen around the country constantly
2: He's a security guard. I ass- they shot Paul Blart. I assume he has some kind of a baton. That's what happened. There you go. Now you know what happens if you send in, if you send in social workers, who are less capable in the realm.
0: How did? Do- how is that a case? Provided of, you know, social workers failing. And I brought in on an uh, on a separate episode that Denver had been doing it. Denver, Colorado had been sending social workers alongside with cops for mental health calls. And it saw a large decrease in uh, uh, detainee, like detaining them. It saw a huge decrease in arrests and also violent outcomes. So in Denver, Colorado, it was actually proven to be a great success when it was actually applied. This specific situation literally has nothing to do with social workers, just the argument that, you know, people are making that social workers should join police officers in mental health calls. Obviously, if a gun's being pulled, that's not gonna happen. It's a violent call less likely to be immediately marked as a mental health call or a wellness check. So that, that uh, w- why are we even conflating the two and why are we bringing it up just to oppose that piece of, you know, reform to our justice system in this one particular situation? That's weird, dude. When we have 6 months of data from Denver, Colorado actually implementing it,
5: Of physical violence ever met one well do they have a clipboard yes
0: yeah (laughs) i'm in full support will they talk
5: sternly to the individual yeah i am also in full support yeah send them in (laughs) (laughs) no i just would like to see i think it's an important test yes that we see if this works i mean it's only fair this and that's
0: wonderful that they're not even aware that denver colorado had done that that's awesome
5: goes to
2: what happened yesterday, which has gone viral. Uh, to well, So that's an extreme example. Yeah. And this is another example um, of, well, people don't know this. Anything under $950 in San Francisco that you steal uh-huh. is no longer, uh, basically they can't do anything. Oh, I'll be back. Right. Yeah. Are you yeah. serious? Free reign. Yes. So these people <laughs> shot, uh,
0: the, that guy, the, Those that security guard was shot by two. And we know how conservatives feel about private property. Private property stands above human beings' lives. So for you to steal $950 of private property, you are the worst kind of human being that there possibly could be when it comes to conservatives. Um, for me, personally, uh, you know, it, 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 I don't care I don't I I, I do not care I, I could care literally less what gets stolen from Target Walmart or um Walgreens when you know so many corporations are you know avoiding taxes which in a lot of ways robs the citizenry of a um I don't know a, a more resourceful government
2: two people yeah, and then science. here two two Walgreens security guards in San Francisco just watch as a man with a bicycle inside of Walgreens.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. Take stuff.
0: So you think. I'm, I'm also curious what this specific case that has gone viral, what this actually has to do with the shooting in California. Or was it Atlanta? I don't even know because we've been moving state to state at this point. So I think it was Atlanta. I, I can't even remember now at this point. But what does, it, what does that shooting have to do with this theft that happens somewhere else?
2: You think someone comes in yeah. with sticky hands on a bicycle. You might say, oh, something's going on here. <laughs> might be on alert. Better let him finish. Nothing <laughs> crossed their mind, as you can hear by the conversation. Here you go, San Francisco.
5: <laughs> <laughs> the head nod. getting cardio. Yeah.
3: Guy in oh, the maybe.
5: man bun. <laughs> He's stealing hair color? That's the weakest thing ever.
0: Stop it. Yeah. The security guard like barely tries to grab the bag and it's wonderful because it even highlights too how much that security guard could give two shits about the job. Um, but yeah, this dude like going out with a bunch of products from Walgreens, like it isn't to the level of damn like I can't damn. I mean, it's not damnation to the to the extent of what Jeffrey Bezos does to uh, millions of people uh every year so um you know we can rage against this one individual who stole some products from a walgreens and then continue subsidizing jeffrey bezos's existence i guess we can keep going on that route look He's not even in a rush with the
2: automatic door. No, he's. Oh wait.
3: Unbelievable.
2: I've, I've been. I've been more uh, frustrated. You know, more rushed. There's more of a sense of urgency when I get an angry text from my pregnant wife. Yeah. Like, well, the- ah, stupid Walgreens door. This guy's just like, I'll wait for it, it'll open.
5: The most yeah. ironic thing is he brought his bike in because he's afraid someone might steal it.
0: <laughs> yeah, he can just leave it outside.
2: And this is, this is something, too, that's interesting. You know, New Jersey was just voted, uh, or it uh, was just named best state to live in. Oh, my god! <laughs> and I thought the headlines write themselves. But think about this for a second. This and is then a-
0: we're moving to yet another state. This is so weird.
2: What happens in New Jersey? In New Jersey,
0: you can actually
2: be sued by someone who breaks into your house.
0: Because also, I assume the person or persons... Who participated in the shooting of that security guard are probably facing consequences in a court of law. It's weird that the the, the name of this video is called Allowing Crime Based on Race when there's actual no follow through on whether or not those individuals who shot that security guard actually have been arrested and were let go for some reason. Like, there's no follow up whatsoever. It's just like this thing happened and how could they allow it? Like, do you know that they did? You know? Um, It's more likely that the dude who stole from Walgreens, uh, he was very masked up and it's very likely that he uh, wasn't stopped at all. So, um, you know, maybe that one was quote unquote allowed, but also insufficient evidence into identifying the suspect might contribute to that. People say, well, because
2: New Jersey has castle doctrine. No, no, you also have a duty to retreat. So in other words, unless you can prove that there was no no back door, if you trip a guy in your house, you could be sued. We are now in an environment, like in San Francisco, where criminals are encouraged, and law-abiding citizens are discouraged from taking part in society. They're fearful.
3: Yeah,
0: they are afraid. And uh, how did we make this link? Like, there's no clear, coherent thought process to this. That was such a leap of logic based on these two anecdotal cases. And then the fact that, like, too, that the New Jersey Castle Doctrine doesn't fit with how C- Crowder thinks it should and that if you cannot kill the person invading your house then you have a duty to not do so which you know in a in a certain way i guess is a compassionate means of allowing the justice system to work through its process Um, But, you know, to the level of threat, I would have to see whether or not that person was also justified in using violence to ensure that their property and their life was protected. Um, But, you know, Crowder, in all cases, since that's your property and that's your life, you should be able to take others.
2: Uh, This is, of course, true. You see that I was surprised that Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, Twitter obviously has their thumb on the button. You could at least try and make the left look good, because when Walgreens was trending, immediately leftists rushed to the defense of these people. So let me read you some of these, these, these criminal. Oh yeah, there's the
0: Ken Klippenstein tweet. New Walgreens CEO to get nearly $25 million signing bonus. Yeah. So the thing is, is that like you get really mad and be like, oh, him stealing uh, from walgreens hurts the employees because they'll have to like reduce their pay reduce their hours to make up the difference while the ceo is getting a 25 million dollar signing bonus and then god only knows what stock options they're receiving as well so it's just it's it's great because the capitalists can you know rob the workers every day but the, the the minute that an average individual goes in and steals from the corporation then it's harmful to the workers and how dare they
2: Victim shaming is a thing?
0: Oh, yeah. Perpetrator praising is a thing. (laughs) Yes,
3: definitely.
2: So one guy wrote, organized crime equals one dude on a bicycle shoplifting from Walgreens. The real organized crime, preventing people from getting their medicine is the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah, I'm sure he was picking up his ivermectin.
3: This is the Kamala defense, right?
0: But it, it isn't worthy criticism to say this is organized crime when it's this one dude stealing from a Walgreens. Like you're 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 blowing up a situation. This is fear mongering journalism. Um, but still, to the extent when we're allowing pharmaceutical companies to um, overcharge diabetic people for their medic, you know, survival necess- uh, you know, uh, facilitating medicine, then that's not theft. That's just the market. It's it's a weird set of standards to be honest with you
3: right well i know he's shoplifting from walgreens but big pharma i'm like the two aren't connected yeah he's not he's not behind the pharmacy by, by the way yeah
0: and yet we're connecting this crime in san francisco with a crime in uh atlanta with the castle doctrine in new jersey so like you guys are allowed to do it and yet we can't you know uh highlight the everyday exploitation of the american citizenry because
2: by the way you guys are walking billboards for big pharma yeah okay two companies and i'm not saying that i'm not saying anything anti-vaccine at all no but i'm saying you guys have no problem asking for mandates and passports with really only three companies, two that have yeah. a duopoly in the United States yeah. with Moderna and
0: Pfizer. I never- No one is making that argument. And if they are, they might be liberals. But I haven't heard anybody on the left making a case that we need uh, the vaccine passports or vaccine identification. Um, and, you know, where I live, nobody requires I live in a democratic state. Um, we have. Uh, I think a Republican and a Democrat senator, but then we have a Democratic governor and uh, there's no requirement to show a vaccine card. Actually, it's up to the company. If the company wants to do it, the company will do it. But it, for the most part, everywhere else that I've gone do not require it. So I, I, it's, this is dumb
2: want to hear from you or Stephen Stephen Colbert did a let's all go to the lobby with vaccinations by pharmaceutical name (laughs) never again can you lecture me about big pharma Oh,
0: okay so uh Stephen Colbert is now the CEO of leftism and whatever uh Stephen Colbert does that that's representative of anybody on the left whether it's a liberal or an anarchist their their views are uh comparable and similar yes yep
2: I don't care about your Kastanga root or what you're doing with your <laughs> Ayurvedic medicine. No, no, no. When when push came to shove, you guys became quizzlings for two pharmaceutical companies. It's
0: done, it's over, you're a lackey. Oh, I'm sorry. It was up to the Democratic party who, dis, who, who made the vaccines. And in fact, it's three companies, Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson and Johnson. And then there's multiple companies across the, the globe um, and some of them are state-operated, uh, depending on what nation you're looking at. Um, but uh, it wasn't us who decided who would make the vaccines, Crowder.
2: Go home. Now, these are other tweets justifying it. <laughs> Regarding the Walgreens CEO getting a $25 million bonus, if you're concerned about looting, I've got some news for you. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, there's a hot take.
0: And then, of course, resident, resident pilot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we should really kick dirt about the guy who stole at least $950 worth of product. But when it comes to a CEO getting a $25 million signing bonus that could have been used to give workers, I don't know, PTO or maternity leave, then who cares?
2: Of garbage, <laughs> Tariq Nasheed tweeted. Yeah. This uh, Walgreen
0: yeah. situation
2: is one of those see what happens when we don't let the police do their job and kill those N-words propaganda stories. Well, I believe you're paraphrasing because I wouldn't use that type of racist language, but right. the general sentiment correct.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and By also way, that's not what happened here. Exactly. Crowder says that if you do a petty theft crime and steal some product, you deserve to be shot and killed, but if you participate in everyday capitalist exploitation, then you're fine. Nothing to worry about, nothing to see here. And that's what you get from somebody who spends their day defending the status quo and maintenance of the system. That's cool.
5: He left on a bike with a trash bag He's of He strolled stuff. away. <laughs> yeah,
3: having, <laughs> a, having a cop shot. handcuff him is not this. Like, tell me the story where somebody has been shoplifting and his behavior was like, officers, I'm sorry, I'll drop the goods, and was shot and killed. Tell no, me no, that I, story I, because
2: yeah, I haven't read it yet. Won. Right? As
3: far as... I-, uh,
0: um, his, I think their name was Adam Toledo, where Adam Toledo dropped his gun and three seconds later was shot by a police officer. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I guess we're forgetting pretty quickly.
2: I'm concerned that man-bunned guy in the bomber jacket that looks like he was one of the the, the guards in the Santa Claus when the elves tied him up (laughs) with tinsel. That guy should have clotheslined this guy in the bicycle like Doink the Clown and a midget was running out before him. That's how brutal it should have been. Yeah,
0: because that's how important the protection of these products are
5: going to lose your business if you don't stop people from coming in and stealing everything (laughs) yeah exactly
0: well this is walgreens who gave their ceo a 25 million dollar bonus are going to 25 million dollar bonus are going to go out of business from this one guy right here yep um i would admit that if you know more people decided to do this then it would become an epidemic and i'm sure there would be much more uh loss uh, capital, but uh, you know this one individual is being pla- you know um, framed as an epidemic and so this is very unfortunate framing as we continue to ignore the exploitation of everyday workers that keep them alienated from the means of production and uh, effectively only valuable when it comes to their productive labor. So cool, awesome, love it
2: something that's also interesting uh, arrests in san francisco have gone way down despite larceny going up so see that number there were years where over 60 percent yeah of those those thefts went you know either arrested prosecuted charged down this was it 17
3: well crime is going down Stephen. they're not prosecuted yeah exactly people, so the numbers are good yeah it's a
0: good thing or do you think the likelihood of everybody wearing masks makes it more difficult to actually identify suspects is there another correlating factor here that we could actually use in our critical brains to analyze the exact root cause of what's going on? Or are we going to take Occam's razor and just assume that the simplest answer is usually the correct one? And the simplest one for him is, is that BLM rioted last year, so that's what's causing all of this.
2: thing. So they've already closed 17 Walgreens in San Francisco. Some people say it's due to theft. Some people say, well, no, you can't argue it's due to theft because they've closed a ton of stores in New York, too. I understand your point there, but I would argue they closed in New York also due to theft. This is the (laughs) issue right now is people are afraid. They don't want to be in the nightly news.
0: You can't just say that they were closed due to theft, um, again, without... Any evidence to back up your claim, he's completely using the protests from last year to justify every bit of this. And that's um, it's a, it's a reactionary opposition to any furthering of progress for the BLM movement and further protests that I'm sure are going to happen down the line. Um, so that's the main the, the, we're seeing the maintaining work of that happening in real time. Um, and it, it, it really offers nothing to his listeners and followers because it doesn't allow them to critically analyze the sociopolitical issues of our day. It just gives them a scapegoat. And uh, that's that's what we're getting here
2: and lose their entire livelihood. Let's, let's be honest about what it is. And I love how people separate. I don't know if if Walgreens, I believe in certain states, it's a, there, there are franchises because of different pharmaceutical laws, but in yeah. general it's corporate. But look, let's not act like Walgreens is the only place that's oh, been affected by this. When people say, oh, these giant CEOs. Do you know what a franchise is? Do you know that a franchise allows mom and pop shops to actually start up businesses without all of the overhead? Yeah. You know, when you go to, when you go to whatever, it could be a...
0: Yeah, you open a Jimmy John's and you go into debt to Jimmy John's in order to make them more money. And then eventually you start seeing a greater increase in your salary as well. Um, But uh, that doesn't necessarily absolve the exploitation of the corporation itself. So weird. Weird. Again, like you would you would understand the exploitation if you could understand the basics and fundamentals of Marxism. But since they're anti Marxism on every single level, they're never going to understand that and they will never accept the exploitation of the workers. So ultimately, they're working against the best interests of the workers because they're not willing to do anything for their material conditions.
2: Chili's or Buffalo Wild Wings, half of these places are franchises. They're small business owners who just didn't didn't yeah. have didn't have the capital to start something on their own. You are hurting them.
5: Yeah. People have this idea that you own a turnkey business and you're a m- Is
0: Walgreens actually a franchise? In the same way that like McDonald's and Jimmy John's is. And then he also didn't provide any cases of the franchise's suffering because of this. So that's that's cool. Walgreens is not a franchise business. Wow, so we just brought that up for no reason? Cool.
5: Multi-multi-multi-millionaire. Right. Some people own three or four different ones and maybe make 15 grand a year eventually off of each one. Right. Imagine somebody who franchises Subway Two days before Jared got arrested. (laughs) They were like, finally, our dream. I'm
3: sorry, our spokesperson did a what? You guys remember this started with Walmart whenever they locked up certain products that were high theft products. They were accused of being racist. Yes. And now that, I mean, and they went and took it away and they said, oh, okay, I guess we can't. I guess we have to allow theft now. I guess theft is now a social, it's a human right. No, it's not a guess. They are allowing theft in San Francisco. $950.
2: But here's the thing $950, you say, okay. Fool me once. Another nine hundred and fifty dollars? All right. Wait, hold <laughs> on a second. Make me think someone should keep an eye on the people coming in on bicycles. Nine hundred fifty dollars, three, four, five. it adds up. People don't yeah, understand. Right, yeah. You can lose thousands of dollars a day, and they do, and they're closing down stores. Can you attribute it
0: My favorite thing was is that during the protest last year? Um, in Minneapolis when they raided the Target store is that the stuff that was stolen was then repurposed for the protests and for aid for protesters. So like in a way, like I love how um, it turned into a mutual aid effort to a level of extent that like corporations would never participate in. Um, so like you can get mad about it, but when you see this increase of poverty and you see that people's needs are not being met on a baseline value, um, then the, the, this, this kind of thing is going to increase. And those, those things that that, uh, person stole are likely to actually be sold on like a black market kind of thing at a reduced price, more affordable than Walgreens may offer and, uh, might actually find a way to benefit, um, the poor of the poor so um inherently is it evil i can't say so um does it hurt walgreens um in a way especially if it does increase i i I, like i said earlier it could decrease the amount of capital that they have and then they'll end up pushing those losses on the workers so it 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 doesn't uh you know it doesn't create a you know all-around good dichotomy but again with the level of you know exploitation and theft happening at the highest levels of these corporations i'm not going to get mad at a single individual sticking it to the man uh sue me over it
2: it only to theft no, but I'm pretty sure it uh, factors into the equation. It really has fundamentally changed the fabric of our country here, yeah. and we've even talked about this. This is just the one that you see, but it's been going on for the last several weeks. You, know, you guys remember they canceled cops. Yeah. yeah, uh, For obvious reasons. Yep,
0: all cops have been canceled. We don't have police officers anymore.
2: Yeah. The show, yeah. But there is the
0: reiteration uh, now that's been playing for weeks. Oh, the show. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, Um, if you want like something, oh man, there's a good podcast on this too cops was incredibly toxic to the communities that it would go to and i have a wonderful podcast reference for this so like cops being canceled fuck yeah hold on let me let me find that show uh no 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 there it is running from cops um it started years ago and I think it is still going. No, there's only nine episodes right now. Um, yeah, so you can go check out Running From Cops. It's on, I think, most podcast platforms. And it gets into detail on the relationships between Cops, the television show, the producers, and their communities. So I highly recommend that because Cops did deserve to not be a television show. Like, who knew that creating a reality TV show around our criminal justice enforcement um, was a bad idea. No
2: Cops, and uh, there were quite a few instances uh, of what we're discussing in last week's episode.
3: Tonight on No Cops. No <laughs> oh, We're close
6: right now. We're close right now. I think there's something wrong in the head,
0: You recording you recording somebody? Oh okay. Do I gotta take your phone? Stay watch louder with cra so um, yeah while we watch income inequality all the time we're punching downwards on rich people or I mean poor people Um, so that's that's a thing and continuing on uh, moving the accountability away from massive conglomerate corporations we're going to move the dial back on everyday people to shoulder that responsibility uh, with this wonderful PragerU video Um, it's uh, oh great It's it's having a hard time responding, but we'll give it a moment. Um, Yeah. So, again, I'm just, you know, looking at the machine as the way it is. It is, you know, you could be like, hey, man, don't steal. You know, stealing's wrong, you know, especially if you're harming people in in the process. Um, But Walgreens is probably not taking that big of an L. And then also on top of it, they already deprived their workers. So I'm not going to share a tier. Uh, uh, I'm not going to give them one. I have none for them. So uh, while this loads, just marinate on that thought. (laughs) And then I'm gonna look this up. Come on, Prager. so weird that it's not loading. Uh, ha 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 there she blows. Nope. (laughs) What a tease. It popped in. I tried to click play and then the whole page proceeded to reload. Oh man. I love my laptop from 2011. It really allows me to produce this high budget, um, you know, high quality type of podcast right here. So, um, you know, You know what, I'm gonna quit the loading on that. I'm gonna try and see if I can get it from somewhere else. It seems like that webpage specifically is corrupted or quite possibly YouTube. uh, The servers are just a bit fucky. There we go, let's see here. And it loads. Do you use too much stuff? Too many paper towels? Too much hot water? Too much toilet paper? Well,
6: then you should stop. Being conscious of the environment is an important part of being a good citizen. That being said, some people, unfortunately, go a little nuts on being green.
0: All right, so uh, stopping there, um, PragerU, uh, I've covered many of their like little five-minute videos. This one is a little bit different in its presentation style. It gets off a little bit of sketch comedy type of uh, air to it but it's not very funny in my personal opinion and it's not very entertaining either and also um, I think most of these talking points have been around since the 80s so it's uh, again uh, pretty smooth brain intellect going on Um, But I just want to highlight that Prager, like the the company, and I'm sure Dennis Prager as well does this, but they're anti-Green New Deal. They don't want to fundamentally change the system to combat climate change. But with this video called How to Be Reasonably Green, we're going to uh, guilt the average American citizen into being more conscientious than the hundred companies that contribute to 70% of our climate emissions. Uh, or our atmospheric carbon emissions so cool yeah so that that, that's what i'm talking about with smooth brain intellect is that we're going to blame the american citizenry um, for their options that are also offered to them systemically and then avoid the accountability to those 100 companies who if they changed their operations uh 70 of our carbon emissions would be eradicated
3: down the thermostat, it's a little,
0: little here. <laughs> and then, what's also funny to me about this is that they were talking about, like, very early on there that, like, you know, do you use too much water? And that being a problem, you know, an, a, an attribute to or a contribution to climate change and its worst severity. Um, but then they use a bucket of water to pour on this guy who's too hot for a joke. Wow.
6: Hopefully nobody actually does that, but there are actually many ways to be green without going crazy and actually save money in the process. So here are five ways for you to be reasonably green. Number one, turn it off. If you've ever had a parent who was overzealous about turning off unused appliances and fans and lights,
0: then this point might bring back some unpleasant feelings. So there you go. A talking point that is obviously born from before our time, because they even highlight here, that your parents would say, turn it off. And it wasn't because of an environmentally consci- conscientious decision when your parents would tell you that, because uh, the environment conscientiousness has only become predominant in recent memory. Um, in your childhood, I, was, I, I highly doubt that it was for that reason. It was probably for a monetary reason, because electricity costs money. Um, But the thing is, though, is that, you know, getting people to mitigate their uh, energy consumption is a step to take. But is it going to make that massive change that we really need to see in order to reach, you know, uh, a carbon emissions of neutrality? Probably not and what you know of those hundred companies are probably the companies who generate our energy through coal and Fracking and oil which have been doing massive contributions to our climate uh, Catastrophe that we see on the horizon So again blaming the citizenry of not being conscientious enough rather than focusing in on how we generate our energy I don't think is the best optics or angle to go about this but the fact is we often leave lights appliances and
6: electronics on after we stop using them and although it may not seem like a big deal it wastes electricity and money for pretty much no good reason
0: i'm never gonna and then it does he doesn't even bring up like the environmental cost to this either um so that that's cool it's it's just a waste of energy and it also costs you money and this is why you should care about these things not you know about the massive refugee crisis that we're going to witness as the climate continues to worsen financially recover from this so when you're
6: done just remember to turn it off and then you won't get the raging dad looks from your dad number two repurpose The average person gets rid of about 70 pounds of textiles and clothing every year. It's good to get rid of things, but you don't have to throw it all in the garbage. Consider donating your old clothes, bicycles, and other reusable goods to friends, family, or a local shelter.
0: So make some- Like, literally, like, who watched this and was like, Oh man, I never thought of that, like, I could've give my shit to my friends? Wait, what's a Goodwill? Oh oh i've never heard of the salvation army what is that man i didn't know that macklemore came out with a hit song called thrift shop what is a thrift shop like are you kidding me like who also like who got this tip and was like oh my god i never thought of that
6: someone's day by making a donation and save your dad an extra trip to the dumpster (laughs) number three take ownership look i get it If you see a napkin on the ground it can be easy just to walk by and pretend like you didn't see it after all you don't know who coughed on it or sneezed on it or wiped their you know like their back sweat on it you don't know just pick it up use your imagination like use some sticks or get a glove or some chopsticks
0: you do you and just take my favorite thing about the the glove and the chopsticks is that you're creating more waste to get rid of waste um, I would say the sticks is probably one of the best option because they naturally occur in the environment. Um, maybe even, you know what, you should just carry a little extendable stick so that you can poke any trash that you see whatsoever. I do like this point a little bit that like taking responsibility for like any random trash you see at least allows the community to be like, this is my community. I would like to see it clean. I will contribute in that way. I like this point to an extent, but at the same time too, it's absolving the hundred corporations that are attributing much more to the problem uh, that we're not talking about here. Take
6: ownership and responsibility when you see trash lying around
0: like also too it's like very fascinating to me that they're talking about how to be reasonably green while avoiding talking about how to change the system so we can see a much wide like a broader and wide scale change um in you know trying to combat this horrible trajectory that we're going on
6: number four fix it don't throw it
0: out the thing about things is that things break there is no thing that will not Again, I, like, who, honestly... Saw this and was like, oh my god, I've never thought of that. Besides the rich people who don't even like, I've heard stories, and I'm not. uh, This probably isn't true for all rich people. I'm not generalizing, but I've heard stories of people who have a lot of money, and rather than bought like doing laundry, they just go out and buy new clothes, and then they have like piles of like clothes that just isn't worn again and isn't even donated. So like, like yeah, this happens. But is it like everybody that needs to be told like, hey, if so something breaks, fix it. Like at least try to solve the problem before just replacing it. Like who honestly heard that tip and was like, my God, these enlightening, These, I'm so illuminated. Break at some point or
6: another. When it breaks, the question is, what do you do? Most people these days take that item and yeet it straight into the garbage can. But here's the challenge, rather than driving to the store to buy a new one that's going to break in three months, try to fix it first. And if you try to fix it and it doesn't work out, and you need to get another one, try to go buy a used one. This helps the environment
0: and your wallet. Number five. But again, it doesn't stop the overproduction of these commodities that you're replacing used. So while it does benefit you as a citizen to buy them used because it will save you money and it will absolve you of the morality and ethics of buying something new, it doesn't stop the production of these things that are constantly being produced and still causing to the detriment of our environment it's not solving anything go local
6: right now wherever you're at look around you just pick up something anything if you flip it over and it says made in china put it back down
0: then think could i have bought this from a local company sometimes imagine if you did buy it from a local company and it still said made in america or i mean made in china like even trump's hat something that they bought to support the trump campaign was made in you guessed it china so like, that's what's gonna happen. Most of our shit is manufactured over there, dude. That's the choice that we decided to make was to outsource our manufacturing. So like looking at it and going, hmm, can I buy this at a local store? And you go to that local mom and pop shop and it still says made in China. Are you gonna be like, oh man, how do I support local communities? And then you don't buy it from them? Like what, 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 what are we doing? What's going on? The answer
6: is no. But if you flip over enough things and find enough items made in China, eventually you'll find something that could have been bought locally. It saves shipping containers, boxes, and energy spent on transporting items overseas and helps by supporting Americans in your community. Mm, who doesn't want that? Also, ah, uh, communism.
0: The, uh, there's that. Chinese. You know, but, we, oh we, we my God. That one literally has nothing to do with the environment. Like that one it was just like of course we have to acknowledge here, hey, you have to oppose anything communist. I'm 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 googling something here as well. Manufactured in US The United States share of global manufacturing activity declined from twenty eight percent in two thousand two Following the end of 2001 U.S. recession to 16.5% in 2011. Since then, the U.S. share has risen to 18.6%, the largest share since 2009. Um, Yeah, so the, the amount of manufacturing products that we see in the United States is far less than a quarter of our products. So good luck going even to local shops and finding something that was made in the United States. I love it. And then also, too, hey, by the way, fuck communism. Like, as if that had anything to do with the environment. In summary, there are because also, too, a leftist thinker named Murray Bookchin has been railing against capitalism for the longest time, trying to trying to get us to achieve a socialism that is ecologically conscientious. So, um, you know, just have to slide in there, fuck communism real quick, so that you don't also go to ideologies that really take into consideration the environment alongside of society
6: many great ways to help the environment, and this is by no means a comprehensive list. But what you should not It's do.
0: barely even a list that's new. Like, most of those things have been around for generations, bro. Like, I honestly want to know how many of these, like, how many people saw this video and was like, Oh man, I never thought of that. You ...is panic.
6: The world is not going to explode into a flaming ball of charcoal because you used a plastic straw.
4: Seriously, man? What about the turtles? <laughs>
6: Screaming at your fellow Americans over climate change doesn't actually help your community. It may make you feel good in the
0: moment, but it makes people angry and not want to comply. Challenge yourself. Again, because most of that has to deal with how we produce things, how we manufacture things, how we consume things. It's a systemic issue. So yelling at individuals for participating in the system of the limited options that are given to us isn't the best way to go about it. But at least raising the, the concerns of our systemic problem that contributes to climate change and having a reasonable discussion about it is at least worthy. Um, but of course, you know, th- those people don't exist to take small,
6: manageable steps to become a better steward of the Earth. It may not feel that great to throw away the mystery tissue, but it'll do a lot more for your community than putting one more Earth-loving bumper sticker on your car.
0: Thanks for watching this. This is true, but changing our system and our processes of consumption and producing will do far greater than making one individual conscientious in picking up a tissue. All right, so that was cool um there's one more prager u video we got a little bit of extra time here there's one more prager video i want to get into and it's about juneteenth again haven't watched it yet so this will be completely cold um but let's see here is it is that dave rubin video up do i want to do that one instead no that's that's for next week is the dave rubin one even recent or did he just post it i think he just posted it because he wanted attention um. let's see here yeah Juneteenth is a trick let's get it
4: <laughs>
0: okay. all right finally a loaded
4: and we are going to talk about Juneteenth because everybody's been talking about it. So I'm here today. I'm Lepinobi with Prager University. I love
0: it how the justification of talking about Juneteenth is because everybody's talking about it. It makes me think of like the segment in Bo Burnham's Inside on Netflix of when he says, can any single person can just one single person shut the fuck up about anything? And it's funny that her justification to talk about this is because everybody's talking about it as if there isn't like a widespread political agenda on the conservative party to stay on message. What is the message of the day? And then perpetuate that through the echo chamber to ensure that that message is received across the board
4: to give you my take on Juneteenth. And just to preface this, it's not going to be anything radical. I'm not coming at your throats. I'm not going to be angry about anything that's going on right now because I don't think it deserves that sort of energy. And I've seen a lot of people on both sides of the aisle going back and forth, being very angry about what's happening right now with Juneteenth and people on the left defending it and blah, 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 blah. I just want to state the case because I think there's a narrative that we are not seeing here when it comes to Juneteenth, the the now federally recognized holiday day in America and I do have notes here because of course I want to get this right this is a sticky subject to step in and you kind of feel like you have to walk on eggshells when you're talking about this funny enough I'm going to talk about why you feel the need to walk on eggshells when we come on this it is a very ingenious trick specifically made by the radical left to make it so that you cannot uh, possibly oppose something like Juneteenth so let me give
0: Yeah, but if you, like, sit there and think about opposing Juneteenth, it sounds pretty dumb to get an extra holiday for celebrating freedom. Like, like when you really think about it for a second and not think that it's some precursor to an ultimate race war agenda, and you take it in as what it is, which is an extra day to celebrate freedom, you sound pretty dumb.
4: Give you the perspective here if you're not familiar with what juneteenth is that will be tomorrow now a federally recognized holiday that celebrates the emancipation of oh, slavery today, juneteenth? kind of not quite Happy it celebrates juneteenth. the emancipation of slaves in galveston texas and the announcement of which it was made in that state to emancipate slaves great good love it a disclaimer, nobody is against the emancipation of slaves. I can't oh, find tomorrow, a single person who would tell you any differently than what I just told you. Nobody is against the emancipation of slaves. That is a great, wonderful thing. As a black American, I really do appreciate that that happened. But what is happening right now is that Juneteenth is being pushed as this major narrative. And it is being pushed. I'm sure you're seeing it everywhere. If you if you are hearing me talk about this for the first time.
0: Yeah, mostly through the conservatives like opposing it
4: (laughs) first time I am baffled but Juneteenth is being pushed because it perpetuates the very same narrative of things like critical race theory here in America and what is that narrative the narrative is that black Americans are oppressed and that white Americans are the oppressors so black great we need to help them they are victims why
0: nope the thing is is critical race theory is is that black people were oppressed have been oppressed are they still oppressed that's that's the point that's the point and if you can't ask that last question then you can't engage in good faith politics
4: right bad colonizers they are the ones who have been doing the oppressing they are the ones who have enslaved us and juneteenth is an avenue of which we push that narrative and i'm just going to refer back to my notes here so if you don't see How This is so ingenious. Let me tell you how it's ingenious, because if you come out and you say, you know, you have
0: to do mental gymnastics like you have to do purely analyzation of narratives. You have to be looking for a narrative to be like, what is this? What's actually going on here with this federal holiday? How are they attacking me?
4: about this whole Juneteenth thing you look like a bigot because who could possibly oppose a holiday that celebrates the emancipation of slavery and again I will say I'm not against the emancipation of slavery obviously in any way shape or form but But
0: you're against it being a federal holiday because you think it's perpetuating critical race theory that's weird like it perpetuates critical race theory even harder because of how much you guys are opposing it and I have to be wondering whether or not it's maintain to maintain the status quo of white supremacy because if you just allowed it to happen there's no question of what your motives are but with you sitting here and blaming it on CRT I have to question your motives.
4: Left to set it up to where you come out and you say, you know what? I don't think Juneteenth should maybe be a federal holiday, and you look like a bigot who is discriminating against people. So why? You
0: do initially, yeah, because why? You have to justify that answer, and your justification might end up making you sound like a bigot
4: is Juneteenth or the premise of celebrating the emancipation of slavery a problem again it's because we push this narrative that white is bad they're oppressive and black people are victims and I want to just ask you guys
0: again historically this is more true and it's a little bit harder to find these days because racism has gone into a more subtle dog whistly way in like terms like law and order. Um, uh, but, uh, I'm not going to get into all of that because that, that, that's definitely a level of understanding that everybody should come to on their own. Because if I push it on you, then it's appearing as if I'm pushing propaganda or a political agenda rather than just an obvious observation of historical context.
4: As a questions today, what, what do you think of when you think of black Americans and the left will tell you, I think victim. I think slavery, I think unequal, I think oppressed, and-
0: That's funny, because nobody's asked me, and I think they're people. That, that would be my answer. They are people who live in America and around the globe. That's- that's- that's my answer.
4: Me, as a conservative, I would tell you I don't think of anything, because I don't attribute- You
0: don't think of anything? What? You- you can't even acknowledge their humanity? What?
4: characteristics to a person when i hear
0: when i think of a black person i don't think about anything how, how is that a good statement
4: and based off of their skin color i would never do such a thing black americans are all different we are all diverse we all have different values we all have different feelings we all have differences in our lives. And what Juneteenth aims to do as a federal holiday is to ascribe characteristics to people based on race. It perpetuates a narrative that black people in this country are oppressed and that we still have systems that are systemically racist and that are founded on white supremacy in this country, which is absolutely not true
0: that 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 is literally all implied by your mental gymnastics rather than looking at the baseline value of what it is we don't sit there and overanalyze the white supremacy that's fit into christmas even though it's fucking ripe for it Um, but to just to overanalyze this, to be like, oh man, they want to celebrate the freeing of slaves so that we all have to acknowledge that white supremacy was a thing in the country. As if like, you can't just acknowledge that it was a fucking thing that has happened in here. Like what the fuck? Weird. We are not
4: held back in any way. These are
0: the weirdest mental gymnastics I have ever seen. This is crazier than Ben Shapiro's video
4: shape or form and you have to beg and
0: yet it's actually the same exact message as ben shapiro's video it's it's wild just like how much you can tweak the language and actually sound crazier than ben
4: question what has juneteenth accomplished for anybody now that it's a federal holiday you get a day off of work well this year it's a saturday maybe next year you get a day off of work but what does it really do what has it accomplished for the black community in particular
0: then why do we celebrate thanksgiving why do we celebrate July 4th? Like Then, then you bring up these as, as questions as well. Why are we celebrating Labor Day? It's to remember. It's to remember these things, to set aside a specific time, to remember and ruminate on what we've done as a country, as a society, who we are, what we've been, where we're going. It's that fucking easy. I'm actually, wow, the level of triggering that I'm getting from this video is phenomenal. Holy shit.
4: Particular because this is supposed to be a celebration specifically for the black community. Nothing. It accomplishes nothing. So you have the establishment politicians who push this through to you and they go here. You guys go. Here's here's Juneteenth. We are so progressive. We have made so much progress in America. And then they turn a blind eye to all the other problems that the black community is facing. But now.
0: Yep. I mean, here's the one point that I will agree with conservatives on this, even though let's highlight here that the GOP also voted to make this a federal holiday. So it's actually a bipartisan issue going on here. Um, So it's fascinating here that we're attributing solely to the Democrats and the Democrats are pushing a specific agenda, even though the GOP also voted to make it a holiday while also doing the same amount of changing the material conditions for the black community as the Democratic Party. But I will agree that the Democratic Party puts a smile on when they're presented for race issues. But will they do anything to materially change the conditions for the black community? No, I will agree with that but the GOP is guilty of the same exact thing.
4: Oh, well, you get to look and you get to see on Instagram that everybody's celebrating Juneteenth and you get to celebrate. Wow, great, while all these other problems keep continuing to happen, black communities are devastated here in America. Look at the drugs, look at the gun violence, look at the, the gang violence,
1: look at the- And it's
0: funny as fuck too, because they don't want to use critical race theory to try and you know apply of whether or not any of those are also implicated in maintaining white supremacy. Like that's awesome. That's, that's completely and utterly awesome. It's all individual choices. Uh, for conservatives and white supremacy has never affected black people's lives like wonderful awesome cool stellar love it
4: literacy rate here in america with black americans yet you got juneteenth so that must have saved it right that must have fixed everything it is a metaphorical band-aid it is a federal so also
0: because it doesn't change the material conditions of uh people's lives then we shouldn't do it At all. That's 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 the next step to this argument that we're deciding to take rather than creating an opportunity to have a, uh, you know, good faith, intellectual discussion of the implications of Juneteenth and everything that happened after it. Actually, we should just not recognize it. And um, we should I guess if we don't recognize Juneteenth, then we can better uh, change the material conditions of the black community, I guess, apparently. Like, what, what are we arguing against? It's a federal fucking holiday. Like, of course, the conservatives have to cling onto this as a culture war issue, as they have any other race issue. They have to cling on to it and divide Americans on something that would be so easy to be like, yeah, okay.
4: Virtue signal that absolutely does nothing but separate us and racially divide us over and over and over and over again it is no wonder that we've been hearing about race all through the news all through social media and now we get to hear about it every single year on June 19th and you know what I'm I'm not excited about it and again it is not because I somehow oppose the emancipation of slaves nobody opposes that but
0: you're opposing the recognition of it do you see that do, do you not see it like nobody's gonna sit there and be like I, I oppose the freeing of slaves. Nobody in the 21st century is going to take that position unless they're Richard Spencer or Nick Fuentes. Um, but apparently, uh, it's okay to oppose the recognition of it federally and also, you know, give a mandate for people to take the day off from work and celebrate the emancipation of free slaves. That's OK. That's weird standards going on in the conservative party.
4: Think about, think about slavery. Okay. Now, every single nation, every single ethnic group has experienced slavery. There are people still today experiencing slavery. Look at Africa. If you were truly against slavery, this this holiday would have nothing to do with America, yet it is is specifically subscribed to Americans. And it is because the left views America, our governance, our ins-
0: No. No, I'm not allowing this conflation. It's because, it's because the US Marshals went down to Texas on June 19th, 1865 to let them know to free their slaves. And then we still had another two years to travel through the rest of the South to also tell them to free their slaves. Yeah, it's specific to America. And it's very weird that you would expect American citizens to change the way of lives for Africans. And, and for them to not be consistent in their beliefs because we haven't changed the socio-political outcomes of Africa, who has been plagued by white supremacy from Europe for centuries. Like come on. What are we doing? And how oh
4: god damn it institutions are systems as inherently racist and founded in white supremacy and when you believe that what what is the fix what do you do when all of your institutions are shrouded in this evil ideology you have to you
0: create institutions on the opposition of those beliefs like that's what the united states did when we separated ourselves from the monarchies we created a new institution that we call a government that didn't run in the same manner as the monarchies. It was created in the exact juxtaposition of monarchies. We could do that with our institutions here if everybody wasn't so fucking scared of a little bit of change
4: to take down all the institutions, and you have to take down all the systems. And Juneteenth all and
0: then and then she leaves out the part where you have to replace them with something. You have to have alternatives because these institutions don't just exist only to um, perpetuate white supremacy or uh, you know maintain the status quo. It is a lot, you know, a lot of them are part of it, and the CIA exists for the sake of the CIA. But at a certain point, you have to tear them down because of that, because they're not existing for the proper or the common good. What? I have a guest. I can all,
4: our neighbors can hear you, which is more
0: than okay. Fuck like, yeah. They don't
4: even have to pay for the prescription. Some
0: My roomie says the neighbors can hear.
4: Can
0: yeah, this video is very triggering for me. I don't know how you can, like, uh, like everybody's like, oh, I'm not opposing Juneteenth as a federal holiday, but should we be doing this? Is this a good idea for race relations in America? And they keep, if we give them this, then they're gonna wanna tear down the institutions and the fabric of America. I don't oppose it. I don't oppose it. But is it the right thing to do? What the fuck? You're opposing it. Like, that's what you're doing. Just be upfront about it.
4: Basically, if you're white, it should be celebrated. Can
0: white people celebrate the emancipation? Yes. Yep. People with Confederate flags, maybe reconsider your property before you celebrate it. It's okay. Is that okay? You're a bitch.
4: It's, it's 85 in here and 90 out there. My We're roommate 85.
0: allows a little bit of misogyny.
4: <laughs> but keep it up, man. I listened for a while out there. I feel like it sounds
0: good. Yeah? Yeah. You had fun? yeah today was a little bit of ben shapiro talking about the juneteenth his actual video was a little bit better than hers like he's still it's the same exact video same exact language but she just like does these weird mental gymnastics to try and even whitewash history more than ben shapiro did and it's very strange because look at her skin color her name is amala She works for uh Prager U, which is like a fake university. You even go to their website and it says Prager U is not an accredited university, which is top notch shit. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Alright. So we're we're gonna finish this smooth brain dumb shit right now.
4: Though sounding great on paper and in theory sounding amazing, is just a way to get Americans to acknowledge that our systems and our institutions are founded on the back.
0: God forbid that Americans recognize that white supremacy has been a problem throughout history. God forbid. And God forbid that it's an, a, 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 a fucking day that, it, that acknowledges that slaves were freed. God forbid. Because if we recognize and acknowledge that white supremacy has been a thing in the, in the history of America, then the fabric of America has been effectively destroyed, apparently.
4: ...backs of slavery, on the backs of white supremacy,
0: and- on- Honestly, and if you cannot acknowledge that like the first 200 years of this country, or at least 150, 150 years of this country weren't built on the back of free-labored slaves, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't like you're 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 operating in an ahistorical, brainwashed reality
4: on the backs of some sort of colonial narrative. All and right,
0: that- and if you can't acknowledge the colonial history, then fuck, man! Like you're you're not even operating on a level of reality as a lot of Americans. Holy shit!
4: That is not true at all, and it will make our country. So fall- fuck! Do you mean it's not true? 150 years we had slaves
0: building this economy what do you mean and then yes we eradicated the indigenous population to small sections of this country so that we can build it what do you mean
4: you can't deny those things all apart so again The emancipation of slavery is a fantastic thing. But now we have gotten Juneteenth born out of that. A holiday that will do nothing for black America.
0: It's been a holiday since it happened. It's been a thing that people have taken the time to recognize and celebrate. But now you're mad that people get to take work off from it? (laughs) Because it furthers the idea that white supremacy has been around? Oh my god. Holy fucking shit god damn how much money do you make to say this shit because like now i'm getting curious on that level like how much money you getting to do this
4: Uh, it will do nothing to to fix the racial divide that we are currently experiencing right now and that's
0: true that's true um but at least like when people go like oh why is uh why are why are people not at work today and they would go oh it's juneteenth and they would go hmm what's that Guess what? You just got yourself a fucking educational moment. Is that what you're afraid of? Is that like two Americans having a conversation about race relationships in America? Is that what you're truly afraid of? Fucking a.
4: Only serves to perpetuate a narrative that pits us against each other and makes us subscribe characteristics to the people we see based on their color. That is all I have to say about it. So when you think about June-
0: Which was exactly the same thing that Ben Shapiro, Steven Crowder, Michael Knowles, Charlie Kirk, all of them, they all had the same exact thing to say as you. So um, if that's what you have to say about it, um, I, I feel like you're a hive mind for conservatives who are moving incredibly fast towards fascism, especially with this historical revisionism, like Orwell would be nutting in his pants on the level of revisionism that conservatives are taking on YouTube.
4: 19th tomorrow think about whether or not you're celebrating juneteenth think about whether or not you're celebrating something good or if you've been tricked by the establishment into now admitting that america is a white supremacist colonialist country which we
0: which it has been it has been that and so you can't wipe away the fact that it's been that and it's been, you know, systemically moved through that through decades of processes and you can make the argument that since 1964 it's gotten a little better but that doesn't mean much especially when you look at the material conditions of those we've colonized of those we've enslaved it, you can't say that we've done a lot better but we've done better? And that's what Juneteenth is recognizing, is that we've done better. We've, we've tried. We've given the effort. As abysmal as it is, it's been there. And this is the end of that dumb segment. And this is the end of the idiotic talks news. Thank you for joining me. Um, I'll be back next. No, I won't. I'm actually taking next week off because my schedule's all wonky and shit, and I'm not going to try and figure that out. So next week I'll be off and that's how it is. Live with it. Other than that, um, like, if you like, dislike, if you don't rate, review, subscribe, um, share it with a boomer comment, if you're a zoomer and, um, yeah. Um, uh, you know, live- are you going to celebrate Juneteenth? Do you give a shit? Um, does anybody care? Is it worth it? actually getting mad about is it a good thing for the conservatives to cling on to it as a culture war issue to further divide class solidarity uh find out more next time on dragon ball z huh you know that was a really smooth transition but my music isn't working now (laughs) i had it i had it on point you know that was that was the transition but um here i am waiting for the outro music to begin um looking like a complete utter fool all right yeah that's that shit right there peace out
6: response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it i award you no points and may god have mercy on your soul okay a simple wrong would have done just fine but uh... you remain one